Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Southern California, Joey. No show pray now. Hello, Andrew. Good Monday afternoon, Joseph. How's everything in uh, Cincinnati? It's good, man. Running a little behind today. That's on me, guys. Had a had a meeting that went later than expected, but a meeting which is also related to the Dirtball fam, which we'll get to later. So some fun stuff on the horizon with the Dirtballs. So we'll get to that in a bit. Quick little tease out the gate, but uh, it's good, man. You know, seven weeks in, Cincinnati is back to Burrow. Oh, this is how we're opening the show. You're just uh you're just a full-on Cincinnati Bengals fan at this point. No, I'm just having we're fun. We just we're just we're just I mean it's amazing. No, I'm just having fun. But uh, you know you, I'm, I'm you, you know get, I'm a bro guy. You get the you get the danger witch curse, uh Russell being exposed, and now you're just a full-on, you're back. You're a Joe Burrow slash Bengals fan. Well, no, you have I, turned you've turned in your Seattle fandom card you turn in your i guess you never even accepted your broncos fandom card your chargers you you've abandoned your chargers because of brandon staley you've abandoned the rams i haven't heard you mention the rams in two months super bowl champion your former team i was defending super bowl champs done you're done with the brady so much so much i mean this is this is like tug coker like i i don't even know you're just a full we have gone full circle all you literally went through every nfl team now you're back to the just the Bengals. well no i'm I'm back to burrow but and i never left burrow for the record i was i I was funny you said i was actually wearing my my rams winter hat the other day so you know you know me i'm all over the map but there's so much juicy stuff to discuss i'm gonna say juicy it's like a thick piece of juicy steak. So much quarterback discussion. You just talked about it. Are Brady and Rogers done? Are they done? I mean, I just don't even know. Like, it, it, they're two totally different things, but also like happening simultaneously. And like, I don't know, linked, but uh, not like Brady's 50. Like Brady's 50 years old at this point. Like how old is he for real? 46, 45, 45, 45. So it's like, you know, the, the Brady thing is like, I feel like a Bucks thing, um, a, a divorce thing. Um, I don't, I don't know. Like it, it, you got, you have like an age thing, a divorce thing, a Bucks thing, Rogers. It just seems like, uh, you know, they the receiving core that they never gave him then they took one guy they took the one guy they ever did give him away um like i don't know same but different right well the brady thing is interesting because he has his weapons right 
but it's like father time comes for everybody. The dude's 45. The Bucks just like they're yeah, not but, that good as a team. They're they're getting okay. run all over. Take yesterday's game. If Mike Evans makes that catch for a touchdown in the first half, that's a completely different game. It really is. Like like the drops that they've yes, had. And yes, and they it wasn't a close game to the Carolina Panthers. Which is funny because remember that was the game, Joe. I was like, oh, you tricked me. I took the Panthers again. Brady yeah. scored three points against the Carolina Panthers. I mean, they won outright. He got boat raced by PJ. What's his name? Walker. PJ Walker. Dynamite. <laughs> Dynamite. Boat raced, as you would say. It wasn't even a game. How does that happen? I have no, I honestly, I don't know at this point. Like, you know, we obviously had the, the, the Bucks with Arians and Brady and Gronk and a- Antonio Brown and the Super Bowl and whatever. Now you got Todd Bowles, no Gronk, Brady's 45. Yeah, but you got Godwin, you still have Leonard Fournette, you still have Mike Evans. Like, dude, divorce, man. Yeah. I'm telling you. Like divorce is real. I, yeah. That dude, that's like it's crazy. You know, nobody's gonna talk about it, I think, to this degree. I think legitimately this stuff going on got to him. Okay. Like, I think the family stuff, like you can see guys play through it. He, I just, maybe it's a combination. Maybe it's father time. Maybe it's the divorce. Maybe he didn't have Bruce Arians anymore. I don't know what it is. He's still got Byron Leftwich, right? Well, you've heard, and you've heard the witch theory, right? I've heard the witch theory. Now tell everybody the witch theory if we haven't talked about it. The yet. witch theory, and now, but here's the thing. Now, now this is now we get into same but different. Is our Rogers and Giselle? Is Roger's girlfriend and Giselle, are they like, can you go to the witch shop in Cincinnati and talk to them about the witches? Cause we, you know, Aaron Rogers wife has been like, or girlfriend. Well, she just like uh, uh, arrived on the scene and was an inner and was called a, a witch by the internet. Now Giselle as of recent, even your boy, Ethan is, has the witch theory out there. Jameis one on one. Yes. We will now and forever only refer to him as Ethan. I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, the witch thing goes to a TikTok post. It's a crazy theory that's suggesting he's losing. Quarterback PJ Walker takes the snap, uh, hands the ball. I don't, I don't want to hear. What are we doing? I don't want to hear TJ Walker. What are we doing? Do you got to show that? Okay. So this is the theory. Somebody says, this is on TikTok. He, this is how Tom Brady and Giselle. He knew she was a white witch and that she's a good witch. He was only retired for 40 days before he decided he was going to not retire. She just wants her husband to come home with her kids and that she also does rituals for him during the season. 
AKA bloodletting children so he can drink it. The witch theory, I'm here to I'm here to entertain. Now the thing is though, is remember when she got on uh who was it? Wes Welker for not catching the ball in the Super Bowl. And was like, he can't throw it and catch it himself. Like, well, where were your witch powers then? Why didn't you just make him catch it? Where, where is the witch powers during the helmet catch? Interesting. She only, does she only use her? Can she only use her powers for like evil to like hurt people close to her? You're poking holes in the witch theory. I'm poking holes, but. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, but what Aaron Rodgers was the MVP last year. Yeah. Both now terrible, washed teams can't win. Both supposedly dating witches. I mean, this is insane. Which is a man. This is some Kanye shit. Like Kanye, Kanye is like coming after the Jews, and now just sports media is coming after witches. Like, I think. You know, not to make uh, a light of the Kanye situation, but like, all can't can Tom Brady and uh, Aaron Rodgers just be bad? Witches are very twenty twenty two. I think. Yeah, I can see new, that. There's a new hocus pocus. Yeah. Well, I think. Well, first of all, Aaron Rodgers dating a witch. It's very confusing why he would play bad. It's the opposite. Well, of I mean, I, I let's 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 put the witches aside. Andy. I'm asking you what like what do you think is happening here? I, I'm going to say this. Tom Brady's old and their defense just isn't as good as it was. I mean, the the Panthers without um, Christian McCaffrey ran the ball all over the box just straight up. You know, the Bucs aren't who they used to be. Tom Brady signed there because they were ready to win. They've fallen off a little bit. He's 45. It seems like he should have just stayed retired. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's like you came back. You were so smart to pick a team that was ready to win, but then you came back. He had to be smart enough to know his team had some holes. Then he comes back. depressing. Rogers, I feel like is I, I, I'm first of all, I'm gonna throw out two things because there we've talked about witches and we've talked a lot about the Ruther curse. This is gonna be a big episode for curses. How about the Rogan curse? Alex Jones, billion dollars. Aaron Rodgers can't play football anymore. Hmm. You might as well throw Kanye in there because he did Rogan too. Kanye, Brian Callen. A lot of guys have been successful though. I think you counter that with a lot of people's careers have been helped. Yeah, but you know, the Ruther curse didn't start from day one. Like one day the Ruther curse just happened. I still don't think there is such a thing as a Ruther curse. Okay. I think Giselle being a witch is more real than the Ruther curse. Uh, Most legitimate curse. The Ruther curse, the Rogan curse, or the Elway curse, a.k.a. the Kaepernick curse on the Broncos. Well, that's your. That's my theory. That's your theory. I mean, now we're at the point where, like, quote, unquote, Hall of Fame quarterbacks are arriving to the Broncos and st- 
stinking. Now that that you know, my curse theory and my rust was a fraud theory the whole time kind of counteract each other. Oh, they do, but I'm just saying, you know, both could be true. Yeah. Well, we there was that tweet about it. The offense has basically sucked in Denver since John, or not John Elway, since Peyton Manning retired. It sucked with Wilson. It sucked. We'll, we'll go back. It sucked with Brock Osweiler, Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, Case Keenum, Joe Flacco, Teddy Bridgewater, Drew Locke, Brett Rippian, who played yesterday, Russell Wilson. The tweet's basically saying it has sucked with everybody. And you got to remember, the year after Manning retired is the year 2016, the 2016 season is Kaepernick's last season in the league when supposedly, of course, and we know it's not a thing, but like when John Elway, what John Elway called quote unquote, offering him a contract, which obviously he didn't because you can't offer a contract to a player on another team that's already under a contract. But yeah, so we have John Elway lying through his gigantic, horrible teeth about offering Colin Kaepernick a contract. And of course, their offense has been terrible ever since that as well. Now fix your teeth. A lot of curses going on here. What which which curse has the most legitimacy? Do you think? Give me the curses again. The Ruther curse, of course, the Rogan curse, and then the Kaepernick curse on the Broncos. I think you want to lean. I think you want to say the Kaepernick curse. Kaepernick or Ruther curse. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to buy into the Rogan curse yet. Aaron Rodgers, though, the end of that, like it was that the the end of that game, like him on the ground. I mean, it was like something you see out of a movie. Also, what, what was the end of that game? Like, how many nope. how many Hail Marys has Rodgers completed in his career? Like 600% more than any player in the history of the NFL. And, and they, now they're going they, with the lateral game. They got pretty close, though. I mean, sure. But yeah, I, like, I don't know why they don't do a Hail Mary. How many times has that worked in the history of football? Twice. Never. Yeah. Hold on a second. Let me close my door. Currently got the girlfriend watching shitty reality TV curse going on over there. Can't wait for her to hear that. Man, you you say that about me. Because I said it. Is Ruther's girlfriend a witch? The Reddit post should start today. I agree. Is she even real or is this all made up? I'm yeah. I've only heard her voice in the background. It's it's some real Jameis one of one on that Barstool show shit. Like, I swear she's here. I can't show you her. But I have confirmation. Imagine if I bought a house and it wasn't real. That'd be some real Ethan stuff right there. Oh, Ethan. Feel free to tweet that at him. Yeah. And get blocked. And immediately get blocked. I was laying low last week, but nah. Definitely tweet at him. Oh, Ethan. Stop tweeting, bro. You're crazy. Anyway, back to this Aaron Rodgers discussion. Here's the crazy thing. They're basically in a bad spot to 
make the playoff. I'm sorry, win that division with how Minnesota's playing. On the other hand, the Bucks are still in first place at three and four because that division right. sucks. Yeah. So like every team in that division is within a game. Correct. Even the Saints who don't have a quarterback. This this is a wild year in the NFL. Let's let's talk about like we're talking about divisions. The NFC South. The Bucs are three and four leading the division. We got the AFC West, which we were like, oh, best division in football. It's looking like a one team playoff division. The NFC least, as we called it, looking like a three team playoff. Division. I mean, the NFC East and the AFC East. No one saw it. No one saw it coming. The AFC West, everybody's like, can you get four teams in from the AFC West? Now, meanwhile, I, of course, was like, the Broncos aren't making the playoffs. Everybody tapped the brakes. But, uh, I mean, the Chargers, your former, one of your one of your many former teams. Hey, I said it last episode, and I'm going to say it again. Brandon Staley stinks. He's a terrible coach. He had the number one ranked defense with the Rams before he became the coach. Great defensive players. I, you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from the guy, but like, dude, I mean, they were still great again last year. He stinks playing, you know, managing the game. They're wasting away. Justin Herbert, the East from each side. It, it is crazy. The jets are five and two. What's more surprising the jets at five and two or the giants at six and one. That's a good discussion. I got, I, th- I mean, this is no disrespect to the Jets, but I think you got to say the Jets. I think it because, is. Uh, because here's why. They're winning ugly. They're both winning ugly, kind of, be honest. Mm, it's, it's a bit offensive to the Giants. Uh, <laughs> the Jets are winning ugly. Very ugly. But I think the reason that you got to say the Jets are more surprising is because we all thought the Jets division would be better. Then we everybody was like, oh, who, you know, we even predicted before the year, oh, the Giants will win nine games. They could win the division. No one was expecting, you know, the NFC East to be very, very good. I think everybody was expecting the Bills to be great. Everybody was expecting the Dolphins to be okay. Everybody every year expects the Patriots to be okay. So the fact that you're sitting there with the Jets in second place uh, behind the Bills, you gotta, you got to say is more surprising. Now, Jets, gonna Jets, tough break for the Jets, losing Brees Hall uh, for this for the season. He was looking like he was gonna be the offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, tough break. Well, the Colts. Speaking of teams being cursed, have now benched Matt Ryan for the season. Well. And this is a this is I don't hate this play, but it also is a bit like so they benched him after he's hurt. Nick Foles will be the two next week. And then they say he would have been benched even if he wasn't hurt. It's you know. Well then why don't you just bench him? He leads the NFL in interceptions, sacks, and fumbles. And and in fairness, Frank Reich, I mean, I think said something great today, which is like, essentially, we we didn't live up to our end of the bargain, which was we brought in Matt Ryan based on we're going to play defense. We're going to have a great offensive line. We're going to have a running game. And we didn't give him any of those things. Um, 
and here we are. And honestly, I don't hate this for one simple reason. I think if you look at what my giants are doing, and I've talked about this a lot, is we're not necessarily, at least not financially, committed to Daniel Jones at this point. Now, he's playing really well, but I mean, he goes over 100 yards rushing yesterday. And part of that is you don't have to have a long-term healthcare plan for him because you're just trying to win football games any way you can. Yeah. And as I've said before, if he dies, he dies, you know, and he took a couple shots in that game. And now Daniel Jones is taking shots in the pocket because he's running. And apparently now that's okay. If you ever run, you're allowed to take shots in the pocket. You're no longer like treated like Tom Brady, where if somebody breathes on you, you're executed it in the middle of the field. Um, but you have Ellinger who can run a little bit. And is it if you're Ellinger, or Ellinger, Ellinger, sure. Ellinger. Okay. Just making uh, sure. It, you yeah. have him. He can run. He can run a little bit. And so you have a team with a bad offensive line and you didn't even have a long-term plan when you had Matt Ryan at quarterback, right? Because at best, even if Matt Ryan was good this year, how long were you really counting on him being your quarterback? So now you go to this situation like the Giants have where Daniel Jones isn't really protected that much. He takes a ton of hits, but their offense is scoring just enough points to win because he's able to scramble because they're able to run the ball with him. And I think the Colts kind of look at this as a potential to play that kind of offense. I don't, again, I don't think it's a long-term strategy to have that kind of offense, but again, they didn't have a long-term strategy at quarterback anyway. Yeah. And it wasn't working. So now let's play the type of football that a, a lot of teams are playing these days where we'll just run our quarterback a little bit too. Sure. Cause it makes you dynamic. It just doesn't make you an actual contender. Yeah. And it also isn't a long-term viable plan. No, definitely not. As we've seen by Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Like, yeah, but here's my thing. He, he's he's continuing to prove, I would argue, me right. Who? Lamar Jackson. Right. Threw for, threw for 120 yards yesterday, dude. You, like, 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 you're throwing for 120 yards, man. Like, I, I, I just don't know what, what that is, what that play is long term. It's just not feasible. Now, on the other hand, Randy Ruther's boy. They're for almost 500 yards. And he called the talk some trash to me, not you, to me. Randy Ruther coming in hot in the Dirty Sports Hotline. 310-359-8365. You guys can come in hot whenever you want. This is what he had to say to me after the Bengals just destroyed the Falcons. Fellas. Tried to tell you guys last week, man. You didn't think the Bengals were going to win by more than six and a half points at home against the Falcons. If I recall correctly, I said, quote, Bengals by a million. And Andy made fun of me for that. and said, what kind of grown-ass man says 
Bengals by a million. <laughs> this is the who does that. That's called being a loyal fan. Says that when they're confident behind their team. Two things that Andy doesn't have. Loyalness or a team. And now today, you're going to be slurping on Burrow, saying he's back in it, back in the MVP race. He's back, slurp, slurp, which he deserves. But also, I want to remind you, last season you said, I'm going to laugh so hard if Burrow's injured. What kind of grown man says that, Andy? So, Andy, grow up. Ooh, shots fired from Randy Ruther. I'm going to shit on one aspect of this. First of all, I love Randy, but Randy can't just call with like to, to shit on your, I mean, the, if the Bengals lose one more game, they've lost more games than Randy predicted. They would lose this season. Like he, he was, he, he's got money laid out all over Arizona and the whole Southland of California on like Bengals over 13 and a half or some shit like that. So first of all, Randy, you got to relax on that. Second of all, Joe Burrow is currently behind Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Holmes, and Lamar Jackson for current MVP odds. Those are shitty. Those are shitty odds. I'll say that. Look, I mean, here, here's the thing. Burrow, since week one, he's been pretty awesome. Like it's like 1,800 yards, 13 touchdowns, three more running, one interception. Like, did you give me 16? You give me 16 touchdowns to one interception for my quarterback in six games. I'll take that. Throwing 70. percent I'll take that all day long. Now it's basically a game and a half. He had this great second half against the Saints. He shredded a completely decimated secondary of the Falcons. But I think he's he, like he's in. He's like trailing, obviously big time. You you know your your MVP front runners are hands down Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And he's trailing them for sure. But and Jalen Hurts is odds is even odds with. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, well, that's going to even out. I, I just think the Jalen Hurts. I could be wrong. I think he'll fall. But look, I want to. I want to throw something out there since we're talking MVPs, and this can be a transition um, for for a quick thing. Unless you want to get something else out on Burrow right now, and then we'll get get whatever your thought is on Burrow, and then we'll and and Randy, your your reply to Randy. Well, one Randy, I you know I shouldn't have said that. The hurt thing was more of me laughing, not at Burrow. I never want to see Burrow get hurt or anybody get hurt. Okay, I take that. Eh, I shouldn't say it. I, you know, I'm weird. Are we talking for comedic effect or not? And people are going to think I'm crazy. And it's, you know what? I'm just going to say it. It's going to sound like an asshole. I got to pick my words carefully. Was I watching the Dolphins game last night being like, eh, maybe I want to see Tua get hit again because he shouldn't be playing? Like, did I kind of want to do that? Yeah, maybe he shouldn't be playing. So if he goes now with a head injury, I can make jokes. I, I mean, if Tua get- so if Tua gets a third concussion this year, he could die. So let's just translate what you're saying. You aren't, you you wouldn't be that sad if Tua was potentially uh, suffered a fatal injury because you'd be able to fire off some tweets. 
Well, well, hold on. Let me is that, that. Is that what is it? I just want to I just want to translate. Are you are you literally saying you don't mind an NFL player dying on the field because you get clicks? What I'm saying, maybe that is what I'm saying. Ah. I'm, I'm saying this, this. This is old. This is old cream pie. Andy levels of savagery. Well, the 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 two. I am really enjoying the Tua jokes. We know. I'm sure I'm sure you've noticed. I mean, yeah, I, I tweeted out a video clip of something about Mary of the guy. Who has down did Randy send that to you? Is that the original? Is that how that came across your thing or no? Did you send that? That was an Andy Ruther idea. Popped in my head one day and I thought, oh, remember the guy was always looking for his baseball and something about Mary. That's Tua showing up at the game. I thought it was funny. Sure, a lot of people didn't get it. I didn't care. Am I enjoying Tua jokes? Yes. Should I? Probably not. I also enjoy OJ jokes. I'm a sick fuck. Look, you know, I got issues, but I'm not saying I want guys to die and get hurt. Do I laugh if Tua goes down again? Yeah, I probably do. Should I? No. I got issues. I'm not going to deny that. It's it's just, do I want to see if Tua maybe dies on the field, if the NFL puts a tarp over him like he's a horse, like you suggested, and they just wheel him off? Yeah, I'm kind of curious. Does the NFL stop the game? Dude, legitimate question. I, I'm joking a lot right now. Legitimate question. If Tua dies in the field, do they stop the game last night? Uh, prob- probably. Uh. I mean, I want to say probably, but also I can't say for sure. You're hesitating. That's all I needed. That's my point. That is my point about the NFL, guys. You are hesitant. We're talking about someone dying on the field, and you are not 100% sure if they stop. I mean, it is the Sunday night game. That's my point. That's my point. Primetime game. There's money involved. There's advertisers. There's a lot of things want. I almost want to say there's so many eyes on it that they stop it, but if it's like a 1 o'clock game, they don't. Hmm. Okay. Or do they stop it if he's it's like really serious, but he's not dead yet? I say no. No, they don't no. stop it. No, no, no. Like if he could die within the next 24 hours, but he's not yeah. dead. Anybody, Roger Goodell be like, anybody could die between the next 24 hours. Things happen all the time. That's all I'm saying. And and I don't know if you heard some of the Ridiculous things Chris Collinsworth was saying last I mean, night. I, I honestly, I see Roger Goodell. If if Tua gets a concussion last night and then dies at the hospital like twelve hours later, I could see Roger Goodell on Rogan within three weeks being like, "He didn't die of a concussion. He died with a concussion." There's a huge difference, and I, I mean, I'm just saying these hospitals they get money for saying you died of a concussion, but with a concussion. It's kind of different. Everybody's like, fucking so true. Let's run that shit back. And that's all I'm saying. I know I kind of went off about all that stuff. I do think if the Bengals offense, like, I I think, here's all I'll say about the Bengals team. I think yesterday could be an outlier. I'll just tease this upcoming Monday Night Football game. They're going against the two and five Browns. It's in Cleveland. It's on Halloween. That's going to be a tough game for them to win. He's never beaten the Browns. Fun fact, but TBD. He's right there. I still stand by my prediction. Bengals win the division. They win 11 games. That's what I said all along. They win the division. They win 11 games. They're four and three. That's all I'm saying. I said 10 or 11 games. 
That, that that's all I'm gonna say about that. But look, Patrick Mahomes, look how he's playing yesterday on the road, lights it up. Everybody's all Christian McCaffrey. He's on the Niners now. Which, for the record, I'm gonna come out and say, I don't think that trade's as good as people are making it. He's been hurt the last couple of years. Yeah, it, but you're going for it, and you don't give up a single first. You give up no day one picks. You know, you're, you're. I, I, I actually like the trade for both teams. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I don't like the trade. All I'm saying is that the idea that Christian McCaffrey is just going to revolutionize that offense. I don't, I'm not ready to say that. Well, hop I mean, on board listen, that. revolutionize their offense. I think their offense is pretty revolutionary as it is with Debo and the way they use him. And I just think you add another layer to that. You have, you have a, a an elite tight end. You have the, uh, the, probably the most dynamic wide receiver in terms of all the things he can do. You have Christian McCaffrey, who you can use in catching the ball in the screen game. I, th- I, I mean, obviously the big question mark is still Jimmy Garoppolo, who has like is fine, but is not great. He ain't that guy. And so, but the thing is also you've got a window and the Niners know that. And so like, what do we give a shit about second round picks and guys that could develop over the next couple of years? We got to win now. You know, th- that's your move. You're in an NFC West that's down. You're, 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 you know, you're behind just the Seattle Seahawks at this point. The Seahawks. Can we say that again? The Seattle Seahawks are in first place after seven games. The Seattle Seahawks led by it doesn't matter, which is the point, which is my point forever. I mean, Geno Smith, he just wins game. You got to give him credit. He just wins games. Just wins games. Who wins that division? Uh, I don't I don't fucking know. Not the Seahawks. I'll say that. We we know that. The Niners? The Rams? The Rams and the Niners? The only thing I'm trying to say about the Christian McCaffrey trade is this. He played a total of seven games the last two seasons. All I'm saying is we see running backs when the wear and tear starts, they continue to get injured. That's all I'm saying. I do that trade in a heartbeat. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying don't be surprised if he suddenly starts missing a bunch of games. Well, that could be said for literally anybody in the NFL. Yeah, it could, but my point is if there's a precedent, which there is, of injuries in the last couple of years, you're running back. Dude, these guys' shelf life, shelf life is so short. He played, did miss a game his first three seasons. Well, uh, this is going to be my return to the transition I tried to make before. That's what everybody said about Saquon. Okay. Right? Saquon all the way back. Fair point. Right? Is Saquon all the way back? We can yeah. agree. Let me ask you something. This was my transition before since we were talking about MVP. Why is Saquon Barkley not in that conversation? Leads the league in yards from scrimmage. Um, this team is essentially six and one. They have an over, they have an over-under of seven and a half to start the year. They're six and one. He's icing games on his. I mean, yesterday he just he was the four-minute offense. They're just like give they were literally going, give the ball to Saquon off tackle. And the fact the fact that he accidentally slipped out of bounds. Is the only reason the game wasn't already over. Um, 
Why is Saquon Barkley not in the MVP conversation? I'm sure he is. I mean, we can throw him well, in. Well, he's not, but he's but he's not. I I'm guess just saying, you know, we all know quarterbacks. We know that. We know that. But let's let's talk seriously about value. Right now, Saquon Barkley is has the same MVP odds as Derrick Henry, Geno Smith, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Trevor Geno Lawrence. Geno Smith. Trevor Lawrence. He's behind Kyler Murray, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers. It's all quarterbacks. But like yeah, let's, let's let's pick some people. Let's pick some people. I mean, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens are four and three. The New York Giants are six and one. Lamar Jackson is fourth on the MVP list at nine to one. Saquon's whatever, 25th at a hundred to one. Who's more responsible for their team's record right now? Lamar Jackson or Saquon Barkley? Well, obviously it's Saquon. I look, I don't know. I don't know how they place odds. I can't answer that. I don't know. I don't know why his value is way lower. It doesn't make any sense. What's your goal at this point? You're six and one. You've surprised everybody. Well, how many wins are you trying to get? Obviously all of them, but like realistically. Well, so here's the thing. I had this, I had this text message where there's a, there's a Giants group chat that, uh, that I've got. And Calabrese yesterday shot it out. He goes, how many wins do you think we get? And I said, well, we have, we have six games that are easily winnable, easily winnable games, like almost not should wins, but games that you look at and you go, we could win those games. The next three are Seattle, the Texans. Let me look at the giant schedule. It's Seattle. It's in some order, Seattle, the Texans, and the Lions. Okay. I think you lose in Seattle this week. Okay. I disagree. We're, we're going to win. win in- we're going to win for Eli. And just like I went with Pete Carroll over Brandon Staley last week, I'm going to take the better coach again. Oh uh, my God. The disrespect to Pete Carroll, the disrespect I've been, I've been respecting Pete Carroll the whole time. That's what I'm saying. You're, how dare you? No, how no, dare no, you no. carry by? How dare you carried by Russell Wilson? Fucking stand. I've never said, I've said, you know, Smith. Meanwhile, coach. over here, proving a, a basically that Gino Smith basically proving Russell Wilson's a fraud the whole time. So, you got John, you got Seahawks, Texans, Lions. Now let's call Cowboys not one of them. Let's just say not one. Commanders, Eagles, Commanders, Vikings, Colts, Eagles. So I'm talking about the six six games that kind of are winnable. Seahawks, Texans, Lions, Commanders, Commanders, Colts. Now historically and this is what the whole group chat was doing all right we should we should win five of those games or we could win six of those games but historically we fail so let's call it four right but i'm also like isn't there a good chance we beat the cowboys the second game isn't there a good chance we beat the vikings i mean we've beaten a lot of teams we shouldn't have beaten already we shouldn't have beaten the packers we, I mean, is it totally, would you say it's a totally unreasonable thing to say they split with the Eagles? 
I don't, I don't think anything's unreasonable, especially when you're talking division. I'm, I'm, I would like to see the Giants win 11 games. That's four of those six and one random, or that's five of those six and not a random. Now, we will be getting a little extra juice on Thanksgiving Day in Dallas, as I will be there at the game. If you want to come see me at House of Comedy in Plano the following weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend, House of Comedy in Plano, get your tickets now. Go to their website, housecomedy.com, I believe. And uh, right there, people get, get your tickets. It's a professional but right there. To me, the Giants winning 10 games at this point, I'd like, I think it kind of should happen. 11 games would be great. 12 games would be amazing. That's kind of the little, that's kind of the, that's kind of the little window there. So I'm just going with 11, 12 would be maybe an overachievement. 10 would be maybe too little at this point. So here's a crazy thought that I don't think many people are discussing at this point. The NFC is way better than people think because of the East. Like you could almost argue with some of the teams being down unexpectedly, like a lot of people didn't think the Broncos would suck so badly or the Chargers are looking so sus right now. Like the East is really carrying the NFC. I mean, the NFC is just such you throw your hands in there. Like, like, what is it? Dude, I was watching the NFL Network pregame show yesterday. We all saw how the Lions-Cowboys played out. Michael Irvin predicted five. Dude, can we, let's get our boy in check. Michael Irvin predicted five Dak Prescott touchdown passes. Should have been a Cowboys record. Five on his first game back. What were they losing? Six to three at halftime? They up six to three at halftime? Like, yeah. They were barely scoring points. So the Cowboys, I'm still like, eh, I don't know what to make of them, man. The defense is lights out. Michael Parsons right now is probably the rookie of the, I'm sorry, defensive player of the year. Yeah. Fun to watch. But the, 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 like the difference between the, uh, the Cowboy, sorry, the Giants and the Cowboys is the Cowboys, they have the Bears next week. They're favored. They should win. They've got a home game against the Bears. Then they go Packers. Packers aren't just going to win three games this year. Packers and Lambeau, I'm going to call it right now. Packers and Lambeau beat the Cowboys. Then they've got the Vikings in Minnesota. Then they've got the Giants on Thanksgiving Day. It's a way different three games than Seahawks, Texans, Lions. Yeah. No, I feel you, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. We got to call about the refs and play this. Cause I don't know. I don't know if I agree with this. Hey, dirty sports. I was wondering, uh, what do you guys think is the reason for how fucking bad the officiating in the NFL has been this year? Uh, worst of any year by this point that I can remember and worst of any of the sports by far. And I watch a lot of college football and it's not as bad there. This is like excluding the roughing the pass penalties because I think that's the problem with the rules and the officials just have to enforce those shitty rules. 
But let me know what you guys think. Thank you. Well, here's what I think. First of all, you got to get tested for COVID. I don't know what's going on there, bro. I don't know if you have the whooping cough. Is that still a thing in the 22nd? The, the what? The croup. Is that what they call it? Yeah. The fuck was the whooping cough? You sound like you got something going on, bro. So uh, first thing is get that under control. We're here for you. Drink some vitamin C. Get some sleep. And I strongly disagree. I think officiating has just shut, sucked for years. I, like to me, I don't know if it's any worse this year. Oh, I, I, so I think it's worse and I think it's been, I think it's been trending toward worse every year. And here's why. And I think it's a very obvious thing. There's too many, there's too many rules in the NFL that are subjective. Yeah. Fouls are fouls in the NBA strikes are strikes in baseball. Now guys miss calls. But what is annoying to me as a guy who watches it is literally, and I'm just going to use the example of the one guy on the head, on one end of the list and one of the other. Literally, roughing the passer is different for Tom Brady than Daniel Jones. Correct. Pass interference is different based on the situation of the game. Oh, you can't make that call in that spot. Why not? Is it pass interference or it's not pass interference? Hail Marys, we don't call pass interference. Crazy. We just don't. If it's a chuck at the end of the game, you have to catch the ball whilst being interfered with. Uh, okay. It's a very weird rule. It's a very weird way to officiate a game. At the end of a game, when you're trying to win on one play, there are no rules. Yeah. Now it's the fucking it's backyard you know, football. Yeah. Now it's Mad Max and the fucking Thunderdome. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Well, this is insane. Pick plays. Uh, uh, if you sat down with an NFL referee and you're like, how do pick plays work? They're like, we don't know. You can, you can kind of pick guys. Sure. But you also can't. Can you touch them? Yeah. Can you touch them hard? What's hard? You're like, I'm asking you, man. You're a fucking referee. The idea What's amazing too, the idea that every third and goal from the three isn't a pick play is insane. But teams are just like, do we try? Do we run it because it's undefendable and the Patriots have been running it for years? Or do we not run it because we don't suddenly want third and 13 from the fucking after a 10 yard pass interference? The, the, the NFL is the most insanely subjective fucking what's holding. Oh, well, you can hold guys with your hands and you can grip their jersey and you can hold them, but you can't do it like outside of their shoulder pads and you can't throw them to the ground. But if they're trying to go around you and you keep it tight and you kind of like hide that you're holding, you're allowed to hold on every play. And you're like, excuse me? Also, if your quarterback isn't handsome, you can punch him in the face while he's in the pocket. But you also <laughs> can't touch quarterbacks. And then, and then you're like, but what's handsome? Like, I think Daniel Jones is very handsome. And NFL referees are like, he isn't. It's true. That's true. We need to figure out what's handsome. Speaking Daniel of handsome, Jones yesterday was in the pocket taking elbows to the head. And I was like, this is a wild. Now, keep in mind, I'm one of the type of people who's like, football is dangerous. Don't play unless you want to get hurt. Um, okay, but let me ask you that. Would you let your what, kids play? Yeah, if they wanted to. 
probably would do probably start with flag. And if they really like took to football, then I'd be like, all right, fine. I'll teach you how to do the thing. But Daniel Jones gets elbows to the head. But Trevor Lawrence, somebody grabbed his blouse yesterday. And that was a fucking roughing the passer. And you're like, what? What are these rules? And I think that's the thing is just uh, the competition committee in the NFL isn't just being like, hey, rules are rules. We enforce them equally across the board. It's almost come to the point where it's like, you know, in the NBA, you always had Michael Jordan and LeBron James and Shaquille O'Neal. And you had guys who were like guys who were reffed differently. Sure. Michael Jordan, you know, the famous quote from Magic Johnson at the dream team thing. Don't get too close. The photographer's going to call you for a foul. Michael Jordan, you can't touch him or you get a foul call. LeBron James and Shaquille O'Neal, there's these beasts. So they're so they're so physically dominant that they never get a foul call. In the NFL, instead of having these outlier guys, you have like this sliding scale where like the referees have memorized everybody's Madden rating and the higher your Madden rating is, the more likely you are to get a penalty. And the, le- the less high your Madden rating is, the least likely you are to get a penalty. It's so fucking weird. Just have rules. How about that? <laughs> yeah, but again, it's it's like they don't. They're well, they're going to protect their good quarterbacks, right? Because it's money. Like they openly said that. Basically, they're not changing anything. Okay, but let Let me ask you something, Andy. Who's a better quarterback right now? Fucking, you know. Like uh, pick up, let's pick a, a Kirk Cousins or Tom Brady. Well, you know I hate Kirk Cousins. Yeah, but the answer is, who brings in more money? Who gets more eyeballs? Who's more marketable? Tom Brady still. So it's a money issue. Yeah, but that's how Tom Brady was once a fucking six rounder that was in for an injured Drew Bledsoe. It's like, so you now now what? Like Josh Allen will get the calls once he starts once he makes a second AFC Championship game, or a third. What you know what I mean? It's like it's very weird that the the subjective. Oh yeah, I don't understand it, man. Rules in the NFL. There's no rhyme or reason. None of it ever makes sense to me. None of it. Pass interference, defensive holding, pick plays. They could, holding, they could, they could call holding on the every face. play. They could call yeah. holding on every play. Every fucking play. He could call holding. So there was a know. there was a um there was a play at the end of the Broncos Jets game. They didn't even talk about it. They didn't even they literally didn't even talk about it. We're ripping drops back. And he's about to pass, and you can see a guy come across his face. His like helmet gets pulled down. He gets loose. He throws a pass. It's incomplete. They didn't even reference it. If that was any, you know, semi defensive quarterback, they'd be like, "You just well, here's the thing, Al. You just can't put your hands on Tom Brady's face." And you're like, "What? What are you guys talking about?" Yeah. Have rules. So is that Rippin's kid? I don't know. Is it? Is it Mark Rippon's kid? I don't know. I'm going to his personal life, Wikipedia. Oh, he's Canadian, eh? No, that's his nephew. Okay. He had a daughter who was like a good football player. Did you know that? I did not. 
Who? Mark Rippin? I think she was in like the uh was she in the lingerie league? Oh hell yeah. Let's see this. Angela Rippin. Let's see. No, she was in the lead, yeah, the Legends Football League. That was formerly a lingerie. Okay. The tackle football. So his daughter. Where the rules are even more subjective. If you're an A cup, that's hands to the face. If you're a C cup, that's a personal foul. Oh, yeah. Angela, look at her. Um, okay. <laughs> Bro, the, the lingerie football league is wild. Like, that was the thing. There's a great picture of Mark and her back to back, and she's holding a football. Anyway, bring it back is what I'm saying. Bring back the laundry. Is the laundry football league like what? Like, can we bring this back? I'd watch it. I have it. no idea. That's where two is going to end up. He's going to show up in a laundry football field. He's going to think he's playing for the Dolphins. He's going to be so lost. He's going to be in a bra and little booty shorts. And he's going to be playing like he's in, he's, he's, uh, Tracy Morgan in the longest yard remake. He's going to think he's some, Chick, Portua. Dolphins win. Can you believe they had him running last night, bro? I can't believe any coach has any quarterback running. But you know what, dude? Like, they, dude, the Bengals, they ran a designed Joe Burrow quarterback run up the middle in the fourth quarter when they're up. 17 18 points. I think that there's two kinds of coaches. What, what are you doing? You have, you're up 18 points in the fourth that, quarter and you're you're doing a designed Joe Burrow run up the middle? That's ridiculous. There's I think there's two kinds of coaches. And listen, the Giants I couldn't be more excited about Dable. Couldn't be more excited about him. I mean, finally, a coach I want to be here forever. He could lose the rest of the games of the season. He'll probably still win coach of the year. I'm not sure which one he is, but there are some coaches who are not good enough to win without doing that. And then there's some coaches who only use it when they need to. Uh, You look at Pete Carroll. How many design runs did Russell Wilson have in his whole time at the Seahawks? Not a lot. I think even Andy Reid has done it too much with Mahomes over the years. Dable did it with Allen. And I don't know if they were just not committed. They weren't sure if he was the guy yet, but they're still doing it up there. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think I think that there's there's got there's some there's some uh portion of the Giants right now who are like, listen, we got to win games anyway we can. If Daniel Jones get hurt, he gets hurt. But like, we honestly can't win without him running because of our lack of talent on the roster. So we're going to use it. Yeah. Joe Burrow. I wouldn't let Joe Burrow. I would, you know, I would let Joe Burrow. I would call a quarterback draw for Joe Burrow. From on third and four. On third and goal from the four in the Super Bowl. That's where I'd fucking call it. One time. So, oh, out of nowhere, they call the QB run. The up the middle run with your star quarterback who's already been hurt. 
you're not a good enough coach to win without doing that. You don't belong in the NFL. Okay. So there's your case you're right there. Found, but, feel like- I mean, I think that there are these guys who just like, well, to well, me, I, I don't, say, I almost, I almost think that they're, they're not even smart enough to think that way. The QB sneak, like they did that yesterday too. QB sneak is a different situation. I don't care about from the half yard line, Burrow punches it in on third. So Tom you know, Brady's been QB sneaking yeah. for 25 years. I don't care about that. Exactly. I talk about the designed QB draw. I also don't mind the fucking you. You're going to do a naked bootleg and try to get him out in space and no one's around and you're get on him the, out of bounds. Yeah, that's fine. And then if he's not, if, if there's a guy out there, you just lay down fine. Yeah. We got to update and decide on this Russell Wilson danger, witch bet. We got a lot of ideas. So as discussed last episode, Russell Wilson had, we're going to say had, it's been pulled. The Danger Witch Sandwich has been pulled. Yeah. It got roasted so hard on social media. Subway pulled the Russell Wilson Danger Witch Sandwich. It no longer exists. It's insane. It's a Ruther curse. That's the Ruther curse? Yeah. You talked about last episode with the danger witch bet. It got Ruther cursed. Now the danger witch doesn't even exist anymore. Doesn't exist. Subway now, claims it. Subway claims it was not because of the push, like the backlash, but also no. they kept all the other sandwiches. And they claim they're coming out with something else. It's going to be called the Russell Wilson limited sandwich. It's literally bread. That's it. Bread with mayonnaise, not on both slices. One slice gets mayonnaise. But the bread runs through the meat and cheese and sauces and and like almost high fives them, but in the end, it's still empty. Yes. It's still just bread. So this, we've decided, is going to be the basis for our NFL bet this year. And you asked, you requested the Dirt Balls give some feedback, and they gave some great feedback. So we have a call. We have some Twitter post. We have a Reddit forum. Okay. I'll start with the call. How about we do that? And then we can kind of decide where we want to go from here. Hey, Joe. Hey, Andy. I was listening to the most recent episode of the Dirty Sports where you guys were talking about uh, eating the Danger Witch for the like a week or for a few meals throughout the week. Um, and I was just thinking that it would be more entertaining to see you guys recreate the video, like uh, Joe or Andy dressing up in the with the leather, the sunglasses, uh, doing the whole shebang, and just recreating the video. Um, anyways, just an idea. I was also wondering uh, if you guys were going to have Tug Coker on recently. Love Tug. Feels like it's been a while since we've heard from him. Anyways, hope you guys are doing well. Stay dirty. Yeah, we should get Tug back on here. He's a Cowboys guy, so we can yeah bring him on to discuss what he thinks their actual potential is for this year. So he hit on something a lot of dirt balls. They, they like they, I think a lot of them like this recreation idea, like somehow mixed in. So let's just go and, and I'll read a few of these things. Like like that's one of the tweets. One of the tweets we got from Wayne Gillespie. Danger Witch once a day for a week, and you have to also you have to recreate the commercial in a subway and post it to all your social. In a subway, which also seems to be a hot discussion about 
you and I are going to Subway. One of us is going to Subway, whoever loses. So it seems we have two on that. Another tweet. This Here's a wild one from a classic dirtball name, at Mr. Degenerosity. Right. <laughs> I love the dirtball names. At Mr. Degenerosity. Danger Witch bet. One Danger Witch. That's it, Joe. But it's one Danger Witch sandwich in a blender. No. With the liquid of your choice, the Danger Witch smoothie, one and done. That's disgusting. Just one. I actually think this is a fair one. Just one. You blend it up. You put it, he's saying you put any, any, you know, liquid of your choice. You blend it up and you just chug it. I would say you how hold your many, nose. how you're many gonna, you're gonna throw up. You're gonna instantly throw up. How many days in a row do you think you could legitimately eat a danger witch? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner before you're like, this is too fucking much. Like, how many days? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner for how many days? Three meals a day. Am I eating anything else? No. I mean, yeah, sure. You can eat anything else. I mean, if you could stomach anything else besides a foot-long danger wish three times a day, yeah, go. You want to have a fucking ice cream fucking Sunday too? Yeah, go for it, buddy. I mean, I think after three, you're pushing it. I mean, after three, push come to shove five, maybe. Okay. I'm going to make a proposal, but, I, but let me get through some of the other ones. Okay. Why don't I get through some of the other ones? I haven't even got to Reddit. So Reddit, the post started with one idea is the point difference and the number of foot longs that the loser has to eat, possibly set a minimal order, drop it down to one meal a day for a max duration of two weeks. That's a lot. How about this? Three straight days for Russ's jersey number, breakfast, lunch, and dinner while wearing a Russ jersey or T-shirt. And the people were saying like, oh, three points is nothing if that's the difference. Eating three Subway sandwiches in two weeks doesn't sound like much of a punishment. I agree. Okay, how about this one? Let's say the final point difference is five. Make it five foot longs, and that's the only thing they can eat until it's all consumed. I think they should have to eat 10 Danger Witch sandwiches in a week. That's a lot. A lot of people, they should have to sit inside a subway until they finish the sandwich. After every bite, they have to say, ooh, that's dangerous. Okay, this is from Beverly Dillon Mata. Here's an interesting one, and that's the last one I'll do. Point difference equals the number of sandwiches you have to eat. No time frame, but you can't leave Subway until you're all done. So let's say it's three. You have to eat three dangerous sandwiches in a Subway. Let's say that might take six hours, eight hours. You have to stay in the Subway the whole time. That, I think, is a fair one, too. All right, I'm going to make a proposal. N number of days, number of point differential equals number of consecutive days you have to eat a Danger Witch breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 
Now, you can cut that number in half. Whatever that number is, you can cut that number in half if you eat it, if you drink a dangerous smoothie. Oh. And you can cut that number in half again if you film the commercial. No commercial be easy and fun. You can take one full day off for doing the commercial. I might just do the commercial just to do it, to be honest. So let's, so let's say it's seven. You. It's not going to be seven. You think it'll be more or less? Well, let's be realistic here. We're through seven weeks. I'm fucking down like five right now. You're now four. I think. Let's be realistic. There's 11 more weeks of football. You're down four. Oh, I was also going to say minimum four days. Okay. Wow. Ballsy move considering you're down four. Okay. You're down four points. So I'll be honest. I'm kind of hedging my bets that like if I lose, I lose by like three or four. Like Minimum four days. Minimum four days. Minimum t- minimum 12 straight danger witches for meals. 12 straight danger witches. Does it have now to be the full? Cu- now you can cut that in half. You can go two straight days if you drink a danger witch. Drink, drink a danger witch smoothie. I, I want to vomit. So the ingredients again are pepperoni, salami, black forest down, provolone cheese, bacon, lettuce, green peppers, tomatoes, banana peppers, yellow mustard and mayo, Italian herbs and cheese bread. I'll be honest though, Joe, I do not eat. I just don't. So like, how's this going to plan? I don't eat uncooked banana peppers and green peppers. I just don't. What do you do now? I don't need fucking Subway, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about here? I'm just saying, can we remove a couple items? No, that's not the. That would be uh, less dangerous. <laughs> so let's say somebody loses by six points. That's 18 consecutive meals. Of Danger Witch sandwiches, but you can cut it in half if you drink a Danger Witch smoothie. Now you're down to three, and you take a day off if you film the commercial. Now you're at two. What but if what if do- this thing gets out of control? What if this thing's 11 points? You take a day off, you're at 10. You cut it in half of the smoothie, you got to eat fucking Danger Witches for five straight consecutive days. I mean, how do you feel? You're again. You're you're down right now. Like, well, what, first like, of all, I've, I've I've always been confident, not even in my ability, but your your ability to choke. Also, yeah, but, once we have a bet out there, I'm just saying. I looked because I had to. I don't want to jinx myself. Oh, never mind. You are down five. I'm just going to put it out there. And also, I need. I'm going to say one other thing too. I need like. I, I, I almost feel like I need a, a second dirt ball to join in Mata and the thing. Cause like over the years, 
I've been like, yo, Mata, I didn't pick that game. Like, I, I don't want to lose this on a fucking on, on Beverly fucking, you know, <laughs> technicality. I said Carolina and you said whatever, like fucking. When Bev does that, and I've caught him multiple times, like five goes to three like that. No, I feel that. And by the way, I'm not. I don't always remember. Let me see. I'm just I'm double checking this week. Yeah, this. Oh, you're right. This week's legit. That's right, because I did get. That's why I thought it was four, and it's five. I got Pittsburgh at the end. Well, look, Joe. The truth is, I've been better at you than this. I'm just gonna say, of the last twenty five, of the twenty five last last twenty five weeks, I did some research last night. I've picked eighteen. I've won eighteen to seven. So, like, more than doubling up you. Now, I don't want to jinx it. It's all crapshoot. I'm not saying I'm better at picking games. It's a lot. Also, of luck. yeah, it's it's also the weeks don't matter. It's the total that matters. It's luck. I just think you're proposing a risky bet being down five after seven weeks. I know, and I need to get this bet on the books because the pressure is when you fall apart. Give me that bet idea again. Number of points you lose by equals total days. In a row, you have to danger witch. Okay. You can cut that number in half by drinking one danger witch smoothie. You can remove so, one day by filming the commercial. What if you lose by one and you do a smoothie? You're done. Okay. Which would that be wild move? To Which, do? by the way, I would not. I would just eat three danger witches. <laughs> so you're saying the banana peppers and the green peppers? Yeah, bro. That's a sticking point for me. What the fuck? You know, it's a sticking point for me eating the fucking nitrate filled faux meat and yoga. Honestly, the green peppers and the banana peppers are just about the only thing I do want to eat on that sandwich. The yoga fucking mat bread, Italian herbs and cheese. There's nothing Italian about the herbs or the cheese. Honestly, it's disrespectful to my Italian people for Russell Wilson to even be using our fucking name in his bread selection. We don't want anything to do with you, you fraud. <laughs> Mr. 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 Shut the fuck up. Get the fuck out of my house. Well, it looks like this is the only proposal. I'm not really countering. I, I feel like I'm not. I'll take it. I don't like it. I'll take it. Let's go. Can't wait for this week's picks. You know, the first Ruth or fucking meltdown week. You think about those banana peppers every time he makes a pick. You're going to have to strategize, though, too. My strategy's already begun. Okay. Yeah. Because you don't want to go completely against me because I could backfire in a heartbeat. Sure. Okay. We're not at the halfway point, but we're we're getting near there. I usually have my meltdown come like week 10, 11 through like yeah. 14. It's usually right when we get a bet on the books. You start feeling the pressure, you know? I can always play it safe, though, too. Although I can't play it safe because... We go back and forth. Yeah. Okay. There you have it. Danger. Like, I mean, you listen, you're Dan Marino. You know, you have a you have a playoff QB rating of 60. When what? the pressure's on, when the pressure's on, 
don't know about that. One of the all-time greats, but when the pressure's on, didn't rise to the occasion. Okay. All right. We'll see. Also, the the spring semester <laughs> registration is probably coming up. So get your women's studies program fucking booked. Yo, head down to is that Ikea? Where is it? Is that in Orange County or no? Oh, there's multiple Ikeas. Trust me. I can get my Ikea game. I get my Ikea thing done. And done. When you register for your class, I'll go to Ikea. Okay. All right. All right. I see. I might as well just get this out of the way before we move on to other sports. I was late. I was in a meeting with Gold Star. We're going to do something with Dirty Sports this year. And we're going to have a dirtball meetup and also a contest for someone to win a ticket. This is big news. We haven't formalized it as far as the official rules, but dirtballs, Joe, Randy Ruther, and myself, plus one dirtball winner, will be attending the January 2nd Buffalo Bills Cincinnati Bengals Monday night football game. In the Gold Star suite, in their corporate suite. So they proposed it. It was a great idea. They they see the dirtball love that's been happening on Twitter. So they want to give away a dirtball ticket winner to join me, Joe, and Randy Ruther. Also, we will have a pregame meal the night before which is kind of fun at a local gold star on, uh, on them. So gold star is going to give a giveaway for wonder ball, me, Joe and Randy, Justin Wood, and then also the Bengals game. And also we want to do a dirt ball meetup. I know it's right after new year's, new year's Eve, new year's day. That's going to be a fun game. Bills, Bengals, Monday night football. It'll be cold. I know we got a lot of bills, mafia, Shout out to the 315 crew. You guys could come down. There are Bengals tailgates that work with Gold Star, some of the Bengals super fans, and we are more than welcome to join them for a dirtball meetup. All the free food you can imagine. Monday Night Football, January 2nd, a Dirty Sports Gold Star giveaway. How's that sound, Joe? Do we trust a dirtball to be... At the game with us. That's a big F if we trust them. But regardless, we're going to do it. I mean, it sounds great. Was it? It's January 2nd. January 2nd. Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football. Which second to last week of the season. That could have huge playoff implications. Yeah. I mean, just just on this alone, Bengals, Bills. It's a huge game. Huge game. Defending Super Bowl champs. Or the defending Super Bowl, uh, you know, runner up, uh, runner up from the, the de- defending AFC champs versus the odds on favorite for the winner of the Super Bowl this year. Huge game. Yeah. One guy who's leading the MVP candidacy, one guy who isn't in the MVP race, despite what Randy Ruther thinks, uh, you know, and, and you'll be there with Randy and Andy and Joe. And 
and chili. And the night before, we get we can get. And again, we don't have to do the chili the night before. We can do some of the milkshakes, the chicken sandwiches, the burgers. They got a nice little spread. They got a nice little menu. We have to just decide how we're going to give away this ticket. What the credentials are going to be. I like, uh, here's what I say, Andy. I like what we did way, way, way back when for the ticket to let Prano pitch. Send us a video telling us why you deserve it. Does it, is that video you eating 10 danger witches or maybe drinking a danger witch smoothie? I don't know. Is that video, you know, uh, like I get creative. I think we have to, we have to have a deadline for it. Okay. We'll take all the submissions. Uh, you know, what's, uh, is it, is it, uh, let derp all chili, you know, we need a hashtag to, uh, so that we can find all the videos, put it on Twitter, put it in our Reddit, put it on Instagram. Well, here's the thing though. Tag dirty gonna, sports. That's for sure. Yeah. At the dirty sports. I'm just going to be honest though. I'm not, I'm not, I don't, well, we'll see. As of now, I don't know if I would be, I don't know if, I don't know if we're paying to fly somebody in. Okay. But a ticket, but a ticket will be available. A ticket will be available. A food, a food will be available. All right, I'm just gonna say it. Maybe it's a crazy idea. Maybe I'll talk to the lady. Maybe housing could be provided. That'll be a tough one. That'll be a tough one. Depending on where you're coming from, you yes. know, maybe there's a travel situation. Yeah. Are you a Buffalo fan? Yeah. Like maybe dive through a table full of danger witches. I don't know. I can't be creative for you. Mental image of all these danger witches and someone just diving through them. Do you remember the thing the Buffalo fan threw on the field? I don't want to name it right now, but maybe use a danger witch in place of one. I'm just saying I can't be creative for oh you. Oh my God. If somebody threw a danger witch on the field. That's okay. not what I was saying, but... <laughs> Not in Cincinnati. I'm talking about in Buffalo. Yeah. They'd have to do it ahead of time. Okay. Well, I'm just getting out there now because we're coming up in about two months from that game. So I want to just get everyone thinking about it. A little Dirty Sports Gold Star giveaway. We are at The Dirty Sports on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. And we have a Reddit page. All four of those places are open to video submissions telling us why you should be joining the Ruthers, Andy and Randy, and myself, to watch the epic AFC battle between the Bills and the Bengals in Cincinnati with all-you-can-eat food courtesy of Gold Star. By the way, picture this meeting. This legit happened. Me trying to explain... Like we're going over it and they're like, yeah, we're going to do the tickets. It's going to be you, your co-host, Joe, and there's someone else. And then we're giving away one to a dirt ball. I was like, yeah. And Randy Ruth will be there. And I'm going to go, who? I go, Randy Ruther. And she, and she goes, you have a brother named Randy and you're Andy. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no. I'm like, 
I'm like, it's a thing. Like, imagine trying to explain that to him. Because and then, and then the girl goes, I've seen him on Twitter. I've seen him tweeting at us. I've seen him tweeting at Gold Star. He looks just like you, but with a mustache. <laughs> oh man, they usually get creative. The dirt balls, Joe. Yeah, I like that you're trying to incorporate this. Uh, Danger Witch in it. Now or, I don't know how I listen. I don't know how Gold Star feels about some other food brand being. I don't know, but I just think get yeah, creative. I get it. Get creative. Maybe Gold Star Chili is involved in your video. Well, Maybe I was gonna say tables are involved in your video. Maybe they you do. Know. You know, look, you you can order the chili cans. You know, you can order chili by the case. Apparently, as well. I'm looking. So look. There are options. Maybe, hey, if you don't want to order a Gold Star chili can, maybe you make your own chili and your own cheese and you do something weird with that. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Maybe like your chili, like my chili, your chili uses beer. I always put Miller Lite in my chili, you know? Just saying. Maybe you put Miller Lite and hair from your face that you shaved off with a Manscaped thing. I don't know. Like... <laughs> I'm throwing or, out ideas. <laughs> you don't use every sponsor we've ever had. Maybe you take a Harry's razor, you put it in a yeah. blender. Maybe, you know, uh, you uh, eat horse poop. Maybe you're a Philadelphia fan. You know, How, what, what do I know? Yeah. We'll, we'll have more details. Maybe you and I should fine tune this a little, although I love the idea of just random. No, videos. I just love random videos telling us why you deserve those tickets. What a be what better way to do it? Do you remember <laughs> when he shall not be named just threw sand in his brother's face? <laughs> For no reason whatsoever. And we were like, why? And Betty and we were like, oh, it's very funny. I forgot. I forgot, forgot about that. So the World Series has been uh, official. Decided. Yeah. It's been decided. We have an official rallying cry. I'm sure you saw it yesterday. But this is the rallying cry that I am. You know, there's a lot of people who are like on the fence about this. Like, oh, the, the Astros cheated, but they're feeling blah, blah, blah. And now suddenly everybody's a Bryce Harper stan and whatever. So I have the official rallying cry. Now you can be with us or you can be against us. But my rallying cry is garbage cans greater than garbage fans. Let's go Strohs. The Astros haven't lost a game. Breezing through the AL playoffs. They exposed the fraudulent Yankees for the frauds that we know they are. Meanwhile, the Philadelphia Phillies out of nowhere. They lost what? One game? Two games. Two games. Yeah, one to Atlanta, one to Padres. It's tough, man. It's a tough one. You you know what hit me last night? And I think this shows maybe where the state of baseball is at. They're like, I, I didn't even realize this. This is the fourth Astros World Series appearance in six years. Yeah. I was shocked by that. No, you weren't. I was. I was like, I was. I swear to God, I was like, they made four out of the last six years. I know they made a lot recently, but like, holy shit! Like you, you forget. I think. I think maybe maybe it's just me. Like they've been that good. So you're all in on the Astros. 
Of course. And this has been a very disappointing play run by the Phillies because this is, you know, it's it's just made me as a Mets fan hate Max Scherzer even more. Like I'm very like I'm just I'm not I'm not sure I'll ever get over the Max Scherzer game. I mean, we've owned the Phillies. We owned them. We owned the Phillies the whole year. Here we are, the Philadelphia Phillies. Should have never had a game three. Should have never had a a, a red hot covered ear. Should never had it. We had the two guys. We 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 beat the Dodgers in a seven game series this year. The Dodgers proving fraudulent in their in their Padres series. And then the Phillies, the team we owned, go to the World Series. It's devastating as a Mets fan. Garbage cans greater than garbage fans. I said it last episode. I'll say it again. If you were standing next to two people and one guy told you he cheats on his wife, and the other guy spit in the face of a child, you'd be like, I'm going home with the guy who cheats on his wife. What are we talking about here? I mean, we all make mistakes, but that guy's a fucking monster. Garbage cans greater than garbage fans. Let's go Strohs. Level up. Well, here you said as like Rose and bros. Here's something that disappoints me as a Reds fan. I saw somebody tweet this. Reds, Reds guy tweeted this. The Phillies won 87 games this year and went to the World Series. The Reds won 83 games last year and burned everything to the ground. Like, like to me, that's a great tweet for baseball in general. Think about it. They won four last games. We're on the cusp of possibly making the playoffs especially with expanded playoffs now in this season, everything just wiped out, which I'm using them. They're my team, but they are definitely a microcosm of other cities and other teams. That's the problem with baseball right there. You're this close and your ownership just says, nah, you do not see that in other sports. You just don't. It's a baseball problem right there. By the way, I am reading Field of Dreams, the book. Wow. I like it. I got to, you know, I'm going to do this right now uh, because I know how much you've loved uh, former guest of the show, Jeff Perlman's work. Did you see his Bo Jackson book is out? I did. Yeah. I know you love Bo Jackson as well. I do. Pick that, pick that one up soon. I will. I read his uh, like biography in like grade school. Bo knows Bo. Yeah. I believe that was by Dick Schapp. I had a Bo Jackson Poster, poster on the wall. Yeah. The uh the shoulder pads with the baseball bat. No, it wasn't that. Not, not that one. That was a famous one. I it feel like every kid had the shoulder pads, baseball bat. Yeah. The Jordan wings. Yeah. Which I, I always I always knew if I was in enemy territory, if you had the Jordan wings, I had neither. Or the uh there was two groups of people. People I liked and people I didn't like. Either you had the Jordan Wings poster or you had John Stark's the dunk poster. That's how I knew whether or not it was in. Good company. I had a Royals one, actually. And and my brother, so I lived with my brother Brad in his room. I lived. We had to share a bunk bed in his room. And you know, he I love I I just love the mental like like punishment that you went through where you lived in this room. It wasn't even your room. No. Is your is Brad's room. You just grew up in it. Literally 90% of the stuff on the wall is like 
airplanes and like his crap and like whatever it was like posters but like so i could get a couple spaces like literally it was like you get a couple spaces in brad's room in brad's room where do you live he was so psychotic so funny mikey and i if you ask mikey or me i'd be like yeah i shared a room with mikey growing up yeah i couldn't even imagine what i would have to go through if well, I would have had to like put Mikey through for Mikey to answer. Like I, I grew up, I, I slept in Joey's room. Well, I think, you know, you guys are a little, uh, not really, yeah. Him and I are a little farther apart in age. Cause my parents' mindset was I'll move the kids around six years in age. They have to bunk together and the oldest gets their own room. But you know, he was psycho still is lunatic. Yeah. I mean, he's trolling me. He's in his mid forties. He's trolling our YouTube page right I mean, now. Probably generally. Yeah. I mean, he stapled a pair of workout pants that split in the ceiling and did a born on and rest in peace date. Like they were human. He stapled workout pants in the ceiling. This is what I was dealing with as a child. When he, when he was a kid, not today, not yesterday, like eighth grade. Yeah. I don't know. High school, something like that. Anyway, he said I could have one of the closet doors for the Bojackson. Closet doors folded in and out. I said, well, how's this going to work? Not my problem, rug. We're going to figure it out. He cut it and he did it meticulously. Fun fact about him. He's actually really good in art, which is hilarious. Um, Like he's skilled in that stuff, but he meticulously cut it and it was fine. But it was still like the posters and like, so you open the door so it would work. But it's like, dude, that's what I'm getting. I'm getting the door that folds out is one of my spots for a poster. How many F 14 posters do you need, dude? How many stealth bomber posters do you need? Military industrial complexes. Propaganda campaign is strong. Yeah, it is. It really is. I get an Eric Davis poster in one corner and I get a Bo Jackson poster in another corner. And you also get 20 push-ups if you don't fucking step it up. <laughs> Your side of the room is messy, rug. Drop and give me 30. Say you love America. Imagine when he came home from West Point and he saw I like completely changed the room. What? This is my room. Because that did happen for the record. You know what I found? I found like old letters. I would like write my brothers like when they would go off to college, which is crazy. Like in today's age, and but like also awesome to have old letters. Like, what are you like? Like, think about it. in the in the in the mid nineties, late nineties, you're writing letters to people. Letters. We're not talking email. We're talking. We're not letters. talking about email. I'm not talking about email. I'm not talking about text. I'm not talking about email. I'm not talking about DMs. I'm talking about letters. I'm talking about letters. <laughs> Emails. What is this thing on the rundown? Did I miss this? Lakers and SI. Lakers and Sixers. What ha- What's on the rundown? Just as Lakers and SI. I was like, was there a Sports oh. Illustrated story about the Lakers? No. That I, missed? <laughs> I must. I, I feel like you must have deleted it accidentally. But I had Lakers and Sixers are zero and three. Lakers suck, dude. And the Sixers. But the reason I brought this up, and I know we're just getting started in basketball season, 
but 0-3. There's two 0-3 teams in the East, and there's four 0-3 teams in the West. There's a total. Houston, OKC, Sacramento, LA, Orlando, Philly. There's the Sixers and the Lakers are part of the worst teams in basketball conversation. Are you surprised by the by, no, but, by the Sixers? But it, but, it, but it makes for an interesting thing. Like Harden's playing well, and but they're losing, and. You know, you have Embiid last year who played so well, and they were good. And, like, I mean, there's an opportunity here. Obviously, LeBron, I don't know about. I'm sure Harden, probably not Embiid. But you have guys out there who are, like, elite players. I mean, you can see Embiid. Like, did you, did you move Joel Embiid? That's three games. I know, but 0-3. Oh the Lakers are bad. The Sixers... Do not look good. Is LeBron requesting a trade this year? No, he's just getting that record, man, because he's going to get the Kareem record. Yeah, but you're going to get that no matter what, right? Yeah, but he, dude, he's... I know it's a team game, but this isn't good for LeBron's legacy. It's just not. Like, this is like Jordan Wizard shit. Well, no, because he's actually good at basketball still. And also, if it's Jordan Wizard shit, then it's fine for his legacy, and we don't even talk about it. We talk about the Lakers thing like it never happened. Is that what you mean by the Jordan Jordan Wizard shit? We pretend it never occurred. That, I mean, that really is one of the wildest things. One of the wildest. Here's the, the one of the wildest things in the history of sports talking heads ever is that the entire world pretends Jordan played six seasons with a two year break in the middle. That he played eight total years in the NBA that he only existed for the three years he came into the league, won a championship, took a break to quote-unquote play baseball, did not play in the 95 playoffs, according to historians, came back the next year, won three more, then retired. That's it. We, we, never, talk, we never talk about the Wizards. We never talk about the 95 playoffs. We barely talk about that, just constantly getting swept and missing the playoffs before that. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. It really is. And every base level basketball or NBA or Michael Jordan fan will say, but, 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 but if he played, they would have won eight in a row. I hate that. But he but, did. But, but, but he did play and he came back and he actually averaged more points in the 95 playoffs than he did in 96 when they were 72. Oh, I know. I know. It. You know it. Most, most, again, most. Uh... He was better the year that he supposedly was on weak baseball legs. He was better the year that year in the playoffs. Than he was the next year when they the won. The Michael Jordan propaganda is strong. I there's never been stronger propaganda for any athlete in the history of the world. Tigers had some good, you know, propaganda. Jeter, Kobe, none of it compares. To Kobe's up there. Kobe's, Kobe's up there. Kobe's definitely up there. None of it compares. To, like just like we're saying, you you were acting like he didn't play for the Wizards. It's like, oh, look at him out there. Good for Jordan. I don't know, man. It's that Jordan brand, Nike. It's crazy. 
I don't know, but the Lakers sucking is just not good for the league. Well, it's not good for the league. No, of course not. But like, what do you do? I mean, obviously, this Russell Westbrook thing, just it's not working out. It wasn't working out last year, and they kept it. Was it. a terrible idea entirely. I mean, yesterday, he did. Did you see the stat? There's a crazy stat about Russ's shot when he goes for the two-for-one at the end of the game. Oh, where is it? God, I wish I liked it on Twitter. I'm looking up right now. Let me see if the let me see if I can punch in the right words. God. No. There's a stat that like he's the first player in like four years to take or or some crazy thing to take a shot at the end of a game when his team was leading with a with more than 30 seconds left in the game with 30 seconds or less left in the game, but 15 plus seconds on the shot clock. Like essentially just like has no ability to understand the concept of what's going on in the game. Russell Westbrook has made three of 17 jump shots this season. Also, he's the only player that has attempted a jump shot with under 30 seconds to go in the game. And 15 plus seconds left on the shot clock with their team up by one possession in the last four seasons. So there was, yeah, 29 seconds to go in the game, 17 seconds, 30 seconds to go in the game, 17 seconds on the shot clock. They're leading. And he just hoists and misses an elbow jumper. I'm watching it right now. Dude, this is cringe to watch him do this. It's just not basketball. It's like not the right move. And he's letting the fans get to him. Did you see the video of him walking back to the fans? Yeah. I know the fans are going to talk shit and they're idiots for doing that because they feel protected and they're not, nothing's going to happen to them. But like, dude, come on, man. You just got to you just got to play on. You got you got to ignore that shit. It's just a bad situation. I don't know. You need to do the Russell Westbrook, Russell Wilson, Danger Witch challenge. Maybe that's what we incorporate into the bet. You brick like three threes, slam a Danger Witch, go back out there, brick three more threes. I don't know. Do like the, the 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 Russell Westbrook Russell Wilson Danger Witch thing would be me having to eat three Danger Witches a day and then just trying to go for a two for one to start the day, like immediately eat two in thirty seconds and then be like, I'll just wait for the, I'll just wait for dinner for the third one. People are like, what? Why would you do that? It seems so reckless and dumb. No one would ever, ever, ever try it this way. And you're like, yeah, but I'm fucking. I'm unlimited. Yeah, no, exactly. In my stupidity on a basketball court. All right, let's wrap this bad boy up. Let's get it. Let's get the episode up. 310-359-8365. That's our hotline. Give us a shout. We're on social at the dirty sports. Again, we'll start it off. Who wants to go to Bengals Bills? Me. 
Randy Ruther, Joey Nochel, and dinner the night before at Gold Star. What do you guys say? Tweet at us. Let us know at the Dirty Sports. Tweet at us. Instagram us. TikTok us. Put it on our Reddit. I'm yeah, at Joe Prano on all things social media, uh, except for Twitter, where I remain at Fix Your Life. I have uh, some shows coming up, specifically in and around Los Angeles, California, for the next month. And then I will be at House of Comedy in Plano, Texas, uh, the weekend of Thanksgiving. Uh, Going to go to Giants, Cowboys, Thanksgiving Day, and then the 25th, 26th, and 27th. I will be doing shows at the House Comedy in Plano. So come get your tickets immediately. Ticket link is already up. I'm going to post it on my social media soon. Follow me at Joe Prano so you can see it. And then, of course, uh, we've got more Vegas dates coming up. And we've got an Irvine Improv date coming up. We've got a lot of things all on JoePrano.com forward slash shows. All righty. Sounds good. All right, guys. That's our show. Thanks for sticking with us. We'll be back in a few days. Have a great start to your week. And as always, stay dirty.